This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. My latest food section column, and those also are published under the name The Whole Dish, acknowledged that this year's spring holidays, Passover and Easter, probably feel less celebratory in the absence of extended family and circles of friends amid social distancing. Of course, that wasn't the scenario that I had in mind a little bit more than three weeks ago when I was planning the column that would run in this week's food section. I, of course, envisioned how to throw a wonderful brunch, how to be the hostess with the mostess. (laughs) All my little tips and tricks I've learned over the years because brunch is definitely my favorite meal to host. And I've come up with some methods and I've tried various themes and I wanted to present all those in a really great column for people that would hopefully be useful for some holiday celebrating. Of course, that wasn't to be. So I had to go with a plan B. (laughs) And that was to simply acknowledge there's still things worth celebrating. And I offered some recipes that to me represent comfort food and a celebration of springtime with some of spring's first produce, namely asparagus and rhubarb. You can find those recipes in that column published April 8th under the headline of Brunch, Fit for the Season, that featured maple bacon cinnamon rolls, asparagus, quiche with phyllo crust, and roasted rhubarb salad. Whatever your sort of brunch sensibility is, whether it's a make-ahead dish that you can pop in the oven first thing in the morning, or sort of a savory take on eggs, or whether it's a later meal, as I acknowledge that roasted rhubarb salad, which sort of updates the classic beet and goat cheese combination that has become so ubiquitous. Rhubarb is absolutely delicious roasted. I would encourage everyone to give it a try. And just alongside a slice of roast ham or roast lamb makes a really nice meal, maybe with a few deviled eggs on the side. But I also remembered when I was at the grocery store this past week, and of course my trips have become fewer (laughs) over the past month, that I needed everything for Easter brunch while I was there. I wasn't really thinking that far ahead and almost blew it, almost missed getting candy for the kids Easter baskets. I did have egg dyeing kits down on my list. But for everyone who maybe didn't quite have all their recipes together for a nice Easter brunch, lunch, whatever you're going to do to mark the occasion, I posted a recipe to my blog that accommodates what I have come to consider pantry staples during this sort of time of making do, a little bit of scarcity. And those ingredients primarily are apples, which I've found will store in the refrigerator for at least a month, if not longer. Sweet potatoes, which are nice to have on hand in the pantry, and they're versatile, and you can do pretty much anything with them. Onion, another pantry staple, of course. Bacon, which will last a long time in the fridge, even more in 
in the freezer and I keep it in the freezer pretty much all the time. Eggs, again, another long keeper. They'll keep for a month in the fridge at least if they're not cracked. And all of that, of course, is shaping up into a recipe for frittata or what you also might consider a little casserole dish. This happens to be individual serving sizes made in a muffin tin. This recipe is from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and it's mini sweet potato and apple casseroles. That's the most recent blog post to the whole dish from April 8th under the headline, Mini Egg Casseroles Mingle Pantry Fridge Staples. So if you didn't plan far in advance and you don't have everything that you could desire for a meal on Easter, consider this one. It's really easy and it doesn't necessarily have to be breakfasty. I've said many times in my blog and column over the years, I often eat eggs later in the day. I'm not even necessarily a person who wants eggs very first thing when I wake up. They're so versatile, they can really be used for just about every meal. And when I made this recipe for my kids, I made it for dinner time because I just happened to have everything there. Had sweet potatoes, had apples, had bacon. Hey, what am I gonna do with all this? Well, a frittata sure sounds good. Let's make them a little special in individual portions in a muffin tin. And that's exactly what I did. They certainly appreciated it and I think your family will too. So in this podcast, I'll share the recipe for mini sweet potato and apple casseroles. It's also a great way to use up leftover roasted or baked sweet potato. You'll need some nonstick cooking spray or butter for preparing your muffin tin. This does call for a large six cup muffin tin. I don't have one. I just made it in my standard 12 cup muffin tin. I did find that the quantity of egg here was just slightly too much. I had a little bit of egg wash left over, but that might've been also just because of the quantity of apples and sweet potato that I was using, although I was keeping it fairly close to the recipe. So keep that in mind. If you're using a 12 cup muffin tin, you might not use all of this egg or you could back off a little bit on the quantity of milk listed here. So whether you're using six cup or 12 cup, you wanna spray that with cooking spray or rub the insides of the wells with butter. It calls for eight slices that cut bacon, two Granny Smith apples, cored and chopped. Of course, Granny Smith are really lovely in cooking. I didn't have Granny Smith, so I just used whatever apple I had on hand, which I think was organic Fuji. Not quite such a distinctive flavor, but still just fine. You also need a half a red onion that's been peeled and diced, two medium-sized sweet potatoes, also, known as garnet yams if you're using the orange fleshed variety. I happen to prefer the yellow fleshed sweet potato, although they are definitely sweeter. So if you don't want one that's so sweet, you use the orange fleshed type. Those are peeled and cut into quarter inch chunks. A half a teaspoon dried thyme plus more for sprinkling. I have fresh thyme outside this time of year, which is also really nice. Salt and freshly ground black pepper to taste. Six eggs that have been lightly beaten, three quarter cup milk or half and half. Again, that could be a little bit less depending on the quantity of your other ingredients and the size of pan you're using. 
a cup of shredded low-fat cheddar. Feel free to play around with the cheeses here with what you have on hand. Again, Monterey Jack, Pepper Jack, maybe even something like mozzarella or a Gouda cheese. Do a combination of half and half. I kind of like to mix my cheeses up. And if you like, serve this with some hot sauce. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit and make sure that that muffin tin or cupcake pan is greased well. In a large skillet over medium heat, fry the bacon slices until crispy. Drain the bacon on paper towels and crumble it into large pieces. Discard the drippings from the pan. Of course, I always save mine. I just cooked bacon for my son's birthday breakfast and it yielded a quite a quantity of fat. And so I always save that and I'll cook with it throughout the week. In a clean jar in the refrigerator, it'll keep for several weeks. Return the skillet to the heat and add the apples. That's two Granny Smith apples that have been cored and chopped. It doesn't call for peeling here, but I prefer to peel apples when they are cooked, particularly with egg, which is so tender. I definitely went one step further when I tested this recipe and I did peel the apples and that's just nicer on my palate. So you may want to consider that. Peel those two apples first, then core them and dice them. You're also going to add the half of red onion that's been peeled and diced. Cook that tossing occasionally until the apples are softened for about five minutes. Add the potatoes to the pan and cook until tender for about 10 to 15 minutes, stirring occasionally. Of course, if you're using leftover roasted or baked sweet potato, you're not going to need to cook it that long. You can kind of just stir it into the apple, onion, bacon, fat mixture. Then stir in that cooked and crumbled bacon and season with the thyme, salt, and pepper. Divide that mixture among the prepared muffin cups. In a medium bowl, stir together the six eggs that have been lightly beaten with the three-quarter cup milk or half and half, depending on how rich you, you want your end result. Pour the egg mixture over the potatoes and top each of those portions inside the muffin wells with some of that cheese. It's a about a cup total. I found I used a little less, I think, but depends on how cheesy you like your mini egg casseroles. Sprinkle a little bit more of the thyme on top. Again, that calls for a half teaspoon dried total. If you're using fresh, you can use a little bit more because it won't be such a strong flavor. Bake the casseroles in the preheated oven, again, 350 degrees for 25 minutes or until they're puffed and a toothpick comes out clean. Cool the pan for five minutes, then remove the casseroles from the cups and serve warm. That makes six to 12, depending on the size of your pan. And one of the things I love about this dish is that these freeze really well, as mini frittata do. I've mentioned that before in blogs and my column. And then they still look lovely when they're defrosted and quickly reheated in the microwave or hot oven. There's just something appealing about an individual serving of like perfectly formed egg custard. It just makes these a little extra special, even on a holiday when we're confined to home. Won't be seeing many people likely outside our immediate household, but we can still celebrate with a little time in the kitchen and some wholesome ingredients. Find that recipe 
on my latest blog post at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish and find more suggestions for Easter brunch dishes with my current column in the Meal Tribune food section from Wednesday, April 8th under the headline, A Brunch Fit for the Season. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.